some of the common causes of insomnia in older adults are poor sleep habits and sleep environment. So that's going to sleep at irregular hours, consuming alcohol before bedtime, and falling asleep with the TV on. We just talked about that one. (laughs) They suggest that you make your room comfortable, dark, and quiet, and have like a bedtime ritual. If you have the same pattern every night, you're gonna be able to go to sleep and sleep better. Another common cause of insomnia for older adults is uh, pain or medical conditions. So health conditions such as having to get up and go to the bathroom all night. And I know some older adults are getting up three, five, seven times a night to go to the bathroom. And that's, I mean, that's hugely disruptive to your sleep. Pain, arthritis, asthma, diabetes, osteoporosis, nighttime heartburn. Gosh, that's the worst to have that. Any of those are going to disrupt your sleep. Welcome to Aging in Style with me, Lori Williams. I'm an optimist by nature, and I believe you can follow your dreams at any age. My grandmother's journey with dementia ignited a passion in me to work with seniors. I've spent the past 13 years learning about seniors and aging. In my mid-50s, I followed my own dream and founded my company, where I use my expertise to help seniors locate housing and resources. On this podcast, we cover all aspects of aging. Join us each week to meet senior living experts and inspirational seniors who are following their dreams. The fact is, we're all aging, so why not do it in style? Hi, welcome to Aging in Style. I'm so glad you have tuned in today because we have a great show for you. We are talking about sleep. And the reason I want to talk about this is twofold. One, I have trouble sleeping. I have trouble falling asleep and staying asleep, which started when I turned about 51 or so. And then two, on last week's podcast, we talked about brain fitness, and we talked about the five things we all should be doing to work towards having a healthier brain, and one of the things that we talked about was getting enough REM sleep, good, that good, deep sleep, and how that affects our brains and the health and fitness of our brains. So if you have not listened to that episode yet, After this one, go back and listen to Brain Fitness. It was such a good episode. And um, our guest, Ron Nevelo, was on and he was fabulous. Um, So much great information about keeping our brain healthy. But because of that episode, I was really thinking about sleep all this week because there's so many people I talk to who really struggle with getting good sleep. And it seems to be a problem and I can speak for myself and for women my age who've gone through menopause, it seems that a lot of us, that's kind of when it started, when we started having some issues with sleep. And as I looked into this more and more, there are aspects of aging that affect sleep. So let's talk about that today. We're going to talk about benefits of sleep, some symptoms of um, sleep deprivation, causes of insomnia, and then also some tips to improve your sleeping habits and get better sleep. So I did a lot of research because this is interesting to me because I am trying to find a way to get better sleep. And as I read a lot of information, I realized I'm doing a lot of things that I shouldn't be doing that is probably causing me not to get a good night's sleep. So I'm going to share all those with you too. So according to the National Sleep Foundation, half of all Americans feel sleepy three to seven days a week. That's a lot of sleepy people out there. And then I also looked up how much sleep do you really need? Now, obviously, if you're a baby, baby sleep 
you know, like 15 hours a day. Teens need a lot of sleep. But, you know, like we always hear, adults need seven, you know, seven to nine hours of sleep is what it recommended. And once we're 65 plus, we still need a lot of sleep. We need seven to eight hours of sleep a night. So what effect does aging have on sleep? Well, this was interesting to me, this, and I found this on helpguide.org. As you age, your body produces lower levels of growth hormone. I had no idea. So because of this, you will likely experience a decrease in slow wave or deep sleep, which is your deep REM sleep. When this happens, you produce less melatonin, meaning you'll often experience more fragmented sleep and wake up more often during the night. Interesting, because that's exactly what I'm experiencing. (laughs) So let's talk about some benefits of sleep. Obviously, we know like the more sleep we get, like your body is, you know, your cells are regenerating, you know, it's all it's the time that our body kind of like resets and everything. But also getting good sleep will boost your immune system. Something that, you know, with COVID around, we certainly want to have a boost to our immune system, right? Um, It also will strengthen your emotional processing, improves your mood and decreases stress. Well, my goodness, this is a time in the world that there's a lot of stress. So we all need to be decreasing our stress, right? Improves memory function, improves cellular growth, repairs tissue and muscle recovery, increases productivity, and improves exercise performance. So what are the symptoms that you are sleep deprived? And these are the symptoms that I found. This was on um, the Cleveland Clinic, and this was a complete guide to sleep. And as I read these, I was like, oh, goodness, okay. I'm guilty of this very first one. So struggling to stay awake when inactive. So like when you sit down to watch TV, if you are falling asleep right away, that is a sign of sleep deprivation. And oh my goodness, I read this one and I thought, I hope my husband doesn't listen to this episode because this is his pet peeve. Anytime we sit down (laughs) to watch TV, I fall asleep. And then I'll sleep, I don't know, like 15 to maybe 30 minutes on average. And then I wake up and then I say, what happened on the show? And then he has to give a recap, which is like, makes him crazy. So that is a sign of sleep deprivation. If you sit down and watch TV and you're immediately asleep. And you know what? I have to say, that is sometimes the best sleep ever when you have that 30-minute little nap in front of the TV, but we shouldn't be doing that. That's a sign that there could be an issue. Other symptoms of sleep deprivation, difficulty concentrating, forgetfulness, slowness in responding to others, loss of motivation, increase in moodiness or temper, yawning constantly, day-long periods of drowsiness, and needing multiple power naps. And of course, the big one, you just feel tired all of the time. So if you're seeing any of these symptoms and having trouble sleeping, when is it time to go to the doctor and see maybe that there could be an issue? So about 70 million people in the U.S. experience sleep disorders, anything ranging from insomnia to sleep apnea, restless leg syndrome, narcolepsy, and more. So if if you're concerned about your sleep patterns or you're experiencing some of these disorders, you should definitely see your doctor. You may need to do a sleep study to see what's going on, especially sleep apnea. I know so many people with it. And um, if you're 
snoring and it's not just snoring it's like you're kind of like stop breathing for periods of time all of those can have such huge health effects on you like um, it's really not good for your heart I mean there's so many studies out there about sleep apnea so definitely um, get that checked out if your sleep is and you're always feeling tired too that's another sign of sleep apnea so you want to find out what are what is causing your insomnia? What are the underlying causes for insomnia or sleep difficulties? So number one, you know, are you under a lot of stress? You know, a lot of people are. There's a lot of stress going on. Are you depressed? Do you struggle with chronic anxiety or worry? Have you had a traumatic experience? Are there medications that you're taking? So there's all kinds of things to look for. And some of the common causes of insomnia in older adults are poor sleep habits and sleep environment. So that's going to sleep at irregular hours, consuming alcohol before bedtime, and falling asleep with the TV on. We just talked about that one. (laughs) They suggest that you make your room comfortable, dark and quiet and have like a bedtime ritual. If you have like, you know, the same pattern every night, you're going to be able to go to sleep and sleep better. Another common cause of insomnia for older adults is uh, pain or medical conditions. So health conditions such as having to get up and go to the bathroom all night. You know, I know some older adults are getting up three, five, seven times a night to go to the bathroom. And that's, I mean, that's hugely disruptive to your sleep. Pain, arthritis, asthma, diabetes, osteoporosis, nighttime heartburn. Gosh, that's the worst to have that. Any of those are going to disrupt your sleep. Also, menopause and postmenopause. So during menopause, many women find that hot flashes and night sweats are interrupting their sleep. And even postmenopause, sleep problems can continue. And I'm, like I said, that's kind of when mine started was the, through menopause to start having issues with sleeping. Also for older adults, medications, they tend to take a lot more medications than younger people take. And um, sometimes the combination of the meds, meds may have a side effect that's impairing sleep. So if you suspect that could be the issue, talk to your doctor about the medications you're taking. And like as we always hear, lack of exercise. So if you are living a very sedentary life, you may never really feel sleepy or, you know, sleepy all the time. So we mentioned this in last week's podcast on brain fitness, how aerobic exercise, regular aerobic exercise, if you can do every day, 30 minutes of exercise, and that doesn't have to look like running a marathon, guys, it's just, you know, walking for 30 minutes, just getting your heart rate up. Another factor for older adults is stress, significant life changes that come like retirement, death of a loved one, moving from your home into a senior community, all those things are stressful. And that can increase having, you know, trouble with sleeping. This one I found very interesting, but it makes perfect sense. Lack of social engagement can lead to trouble sleeping. So the reason why is if you're not having that social interaction, having family, work, social, you know, all these things to do, it's not keeping your activity level up and getting your body ready for a good night's sleep. So if you are retired and you know, you don't feel like your brain is being challenged, you're just kind of sitting around watching TV, that's a perfect time to maybe try volunteering, to get involved with your senior center. There's there's ways to do things. You can don't have to sit at home and in front of your TV all the time. As we mentioned earlier, sleep disorders are 
huge if you are having issues with sleeping. So restless leg syndrome, sleep apnea, snoring, these types of things, you need to definitely get those checked out. Um, And then lack of sunlight, which goes back to the melatonin that we stop making as we're getting older. So bright sunlight helps regulate your melatonin and your sleep-wake cycles. They suggest that you get at least two hours of sunlight a day, which, you know, depending on where you live, time of year, that might be a little difficult. I know here in Dallas, the last week, we haven't seen the sun too much. And of course, if you're sitting outside in the sun for two hours, make sure you have sunscreen on. So tips to encourage better sleep at night. So we want to do things that can naturally boost your melatonin levels. And you could, depending on the medication you're on, you could always try taking melatonin. I have taken it before and I didn't really notice a difference. My oldest child, my son, he takes melatonin. He's always had sleep issues, but he takes melatonin every night and he says it helps him. So there are ways to naturally boost your levels of melatonin. So like artificial lights at night can suppress your body's production of melatonin. So use low wattage bulbs. We're safe to do so. And then huge turn off the TV and computer at least one hour before going to bed. And you know what? I am so guilty of that. We watch TV up until the time we go to bed. I mean, it's on. And I'm sure a lot of us do the same. Number two on the list to get a better night's sleep, don't read from a backlit device at night, such as an iPad or your iPhone. Again, probably why I have trouble sleeping because we go from watching TV, turning that off, going to get ready for bed, getting in bed. And what do I do? I pick up my iPhone and I look at Facebook, I look at Instagram, I may look at TikTok. You know, these are things that you should not be doing. And I know I shouldn't be doing it. But to get a good night's sleep, be sure to put those devices away. I've seen studies where they say that it's really best if you leave your phone in the kitchen, which I know is hard for a lot of us because we may use it for our alarm to get up in the morning or if we have kids that's my issue I like to have my phone by me just in case you know one of my kids needs me during the night who knows but it is okay you can read from a tablet like a kindle which is good news because I use my kindle at night um, that it's just a different light source so it doesn't cause the issues that an ipad or um, an iphone does make sure your bedroom is quiet dark and cool and your bed is comfortable We can become more sensitive to noise as we age and light and heat can also cause sleep problems. You could try using a sound machine, earplugs, or even a sleep mask if those are issues for you. Use your bedroom only for sleep, not working, watching TV, or using your computer in bed. Because if you do that, your brain's gonna associate sleep or your bed with working. And here's another thing that I'm doing wrong because I really like my bed and I do take my laptop down there (laughs) and work sometimes from bed. So hmm, now I know why I have some sleep issues, right? They also suggest moving your bedroom clock out of view because the light from the clock can disrupt your sleep and anxiously watching the minutes tick by is a surefire recipe for insomnia. This sounds like a movie, right? Like where you ha- you see the big clock and the person's just laying there awake, their eyes wide open and there's like the loud tick, tick, tick of the clock. That's what it made me think of. <laughs> also to get a routine better night's sleep, keep a regular bedtime routine. 
and uh, maintain like a consistent sleep schedule. You should go to bed and wake up at the same time every day, even on the weekends. And I know a lot of people sleep in later. I have noticed as I've gotten older that I kind of wake up early, like at the same time every morning. So I don't know if that's something that has to do with aging. I didn't see that listed, but I may go back and take a look at that. So block out snoring. So if your partner snores, you need to try earplugs, the white noise machine, or separate bedrooms. Don't hit them with the pillow or punch them so they stop snoring. I'm not going to say that that's something that I've done, but yeah, I have done that. But don't don't do that. That's not nice. <laughs> and they'll start snoring right away anyhow. Go to bed earlier. Adjust your bedtime to match when you feel like going to bed, even if that's earlier than it used to be. And I know there's a lot of research and I ran across a lot of this that you should go to bed like, you know, 10 o'clock, 9, 10 o'clock. I think some of us are just not wired that way. And that would be me. My regular bedtime is usually about midnight. As much as, you know, sometimes I think I would love to be an early to bed person. I'm just no one in the Williams family is that way. We are all like night owls. Develop soothing bedtime rituals. So take a bath play music, practice relaxation techniques. There's all kinds of great apps out there for good sleep. There's meditation. There's there's a whole bunch of different, a lot of free apps that you can use. Also, lavender, if you're taking a bath, lavender is a really good essential oil to kind of calm you down and get you into like a good mode into going to sleep. Also, they do say, and every study I saw was to limit sleep aids and sleeping pills because a lot of these things have side effects and they're truly not meant for long-term use. Sleeping pills don't actually like address the cause of insomnia and it can even make it worse in the long run. And I don't know about you. I mean, for me, I'm just not a, I don't like a lot of medications, you know, especially if you don't need it. There's always some kind of side effect, right? Napping, I don't know how y'all feel about napping, but no one should shame you about napping because napping is okay. (laughs) So there are keys that you need to do to take a good nap. So these are the three things for good napping. So you want to keep your nap short if you take a nap during the day, like a five minute nap, even just five minutes can improve your alertness and certain memory processes. Um, Most people will benefit if they limit a nap to 15 to 45 minutes. I find every now and then, like if I feel just so tired that I can't focus, I'll go lay down, take like a 15 to 20 minute nap. And it's just like, boom, it's like you just had a whole night's sleep. The other tip for napping, nap early, like early in the afternoon. Don't nap too late in the day because that's going to mess up going to sleep at night. And then the third one is be comfortable. Try to nap in a comfortable environment, like with limited light and noise. Just go go to your bedroom if you can and just lay down, close the door and just take a little nap. Some other things to help with good sleep is obviously, you know, diet and exercise. And we mentioned exercise earlier, but some diet tips to improve your sleep. We all know this. I mean, limit caffeine late in the day. You're going to want to avoid coffee, tea, soda, and chocolate late in the day. That's just going to cause you to be wide awake. Avoid alcohol before bedtime. And I totally agree with that. I'm not a big drinker, but When I do, you know, I may have like two glasses of wine, but I've noticed if I drink wine at night, I feel like I'm sleepy, but then I don't really get a good night's sleep. And it says that, you know, it says it right here that it might seem that the alcohol makes you sleepy, but it's actually going to disrupt your sleep. 
So, I mean, I'm not going to say don't drink alcohol at all, but I mean, I don't be a, you know, every night drinker. <laughs> Just know if you are, it's going to probably affect your sleep. Satisfy your hunger prior to bedtime. So don't go to sleep hungry. If you are hungry, um, you know, have you know a light snack like yogurt or warm milk. Cut down on sugary foods. So, you know, obviously things that we all know, eating a diet high in sugar and refined carbs is not good for you in many ways, but it also may cause you to not be able to sleep at night. And avoid big meals or spicy food just before bedtime. And I've done that before. Like we've gone out late at, you know, later than normal, maybe on a weekend, and we ate a big heavy meal. And then it's just so hard to sleep. You just don't get a good night's sleep because you're just too full. So try to try to eat earlier. Plus, that'll cut down on any issues like heartburn. That's the worst when you wake up in the middle of the night with that heartburn. It's very, very unfortunate. (laughs) Other thing for older adults, minimize liquid intake before sleep. So limit what you drank to like an hour, about hour and a half before bedtime, which will limit you making all those trips to the bathroom during the night. And of course, exercise, which we mentioned earlier, especially aerobic exercise for everyone is key to good health in so many ways. So another another thing that happens as we get older, it's normal to wake up more often during the night. So that's that just happens. So if you're having trouble falling back asleep, though, here are some things that you can do. For a good night's sleep, reduce mental stress. So a lot of times you may wake up in the night or have a hard time falling asleep because you're stressing about something and thinking about things that you have to do. So if that's happening to you, keep a journal to record things, you know, before you go to sleep, maybe make a to-do list, what you have to do tomorrow, you know, just kind of put it there, put it onto your journal so that it's off of your mind. Listen to calming music. As I mentioned earlier, there's all kinds of apps, free apps that can help with that. Read a book that makes you feel relaxed. That's kind of my key is I like to read from my Kindle before I go to sleep. That helps me kind of like turn my brain off. Another tip they give is get a massage from a friend or a partner, I can tell you that's not going to happen here. My husband is going to be like, no, I'm not giving you a massage. <laughs> but wouldn't it be nice if we had like a massage therapist in our house every night to give a massage before we went to bed? That would be nice. If you do wake up at night, so getting back to sleep at night, that is the worst, right? And it is something as you get older, it's actually normal to wake up more often during the night. So the way to fall back asleep we mentioned earlier was reading, like do a quiet, non-stimulating activity. Don't lay in the bed. And I think we've all probably had that time where we laid there and we're watching the clock and it's like an hour and then two hours and you're thinking, oh my gosh, can I get, if I go to sleep now, I'll get three hours before I have to wake up. Um, That's the absolute worst. So don't just lay there, get up, if, if you're still awake, you've been laying there 20 minutes, get up, go in the other room, get a book, read, do something, avoid screens, don't turn on the TV. And again, like if you're worrying about something, just write it down, get it out, journal about it, and then go back to sleep. But if you're having lots of trouble, if this is always happening, you're, you're not getting good sleep, then definitely you need to talk to your physician about this and you know see if they can figure out what's happening. So I hope... These tips will help you. I think it's really interesting that there is a link between aging and 
sleep and the quality of sleep that we're getting. I do know for me, after reading all the things that I read about sleep, it's a lot of things I'm doing to myself. So I hope as you've um, listened to this podcast, maybe you'll take some tips from here that can help you get a better better night's sleep, better quality of sleep consistently. So thank you so much for listening. Get a good night's sleep tonight, and we'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye.